Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and my ninth grade goth boyfriend who loved the taste of blood, Jason. <laughs> I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. <laughs> On today's episode, does Tara have a ghost in her house? Also, let's talk about crystals. This week's witches in the news and a spell for home energy transformation. <laughs> This is the cursed episode. This is the cursed episode. Curses, curses, the devil is here. He wants to hurt your podcast because he has lots of fear in his heart and in his mind. He knows that we're coming to take the throne. I loved that. Do it again. <laughs> Do the whole thing again. One, two, three, the devil is here. No. <laughs> why? Why, Tara? Why is it cursed? I don't know. Let's talk about why it's cursed. Oh, okay. It's cursed because... I traveled too much during Thanksgiving and then got sick from the flight immediately afterwards, so we couldn't record. I ended up pulling a couple all-nighters for a window display on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn. I made a robotic flying moose. And it won third in their street competition. I just want you all to know. That's right. Thank you. Just shout out to Moina Dean. And also, we almost had to cancel today, basically, because I found out I'm allergic to cats. So she's somewhat dying. I'm dying. I'm sorry. I smell. And the one day she wasn't dying, I come over, I get on the bus, and I forgot to bring the XLR cords. I bring everything else, and I don't bring all the equipment. And it's hard because Alicia has to, like, her commute to my place is, like, almost 40 minutes. And, like, it's a lot of stuff to carry. And it's, like, a decent amount of walking with yeah. all that stuff. And I, every time I'm exhausted and just huffing and puffing. And then when I realize I didn't bring the cords, I think I just sat here in my shame. Aww. I don't think I made eye contact with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, No. We have a couple check-ins that we have to do. First off, congratulations to friend of the pod, Kelly Urban, for getting the director of photography job. What's up? So I guess Leo and Aries are perfect because now they're going to work together. So fuck yeah, Kelly. Yeah. What's up? Get it. Get that money, girl. (laughs) I love it. Fire. There's nothing more beautiful than two firesides together. Making art. Fiery, fiery art. (laughs) The isn't whole thing a, is on fire. Isn't it Avengers? She's what? Which one's? No, that's yeah, not. Yeah, no. She's on, she was. She camera offed on the Avengers earlier this week. That's so cool. Yeah, she's a baller. So congratulations, Kelly. We love you. Another check in and sort of a large chunk of today is while Marcel was editing the podcast for episode three, we came across oh, like a little blip. Of a ghostly voice. I'm not even fucking kidding you guys. That spoke, yeah. And so we cut it out for the podcast because I was like, no, we need pure. (laughs) We need pure audio quality. But we're going to insert that clip so that you guys can hear what we heard. And so just a little bit more about... I hate it. I hate it. I hate every minute of it. Every one second of it. So we can't tell what exactly it says. 
but it's definitely a voice, right? And there was no one in the room. I were people in the house? No, there's no one in the house. No so one was in the house last time. Like Alicia and I record in my bedroom, um, which is in a brownstone. I have one roommate. She wasn't even in town, I don't think. Oh, I, you're right. She wasn't. And like we have cats, but the cats are downstairs and don't bother us. And cats don't speak human words. And they don't. So it sounds to Marcel and I like it says blame me, which is also pretty fucking creepy. That's so not gonna creepy. lie. I like had a, I think you were texting me, you texted me and I was coming back from like CVS or something like that. And I think the thing I literally said back to you was like, do not fucking tell me that. Yeah. I was just like. You were not as excited about it as Marcel and I. We I were like, I have oh, to this live, is awesome. I have to live in this fucking house, you guys. I have to live here. This is my home. Yeah. It's so crazy. <sighs> it's so crazy. So I guess there's some type of ghost around this neighborhood around this brownstone okay well here's the thing though yeah is break that it down. alicia texts me this what does it sound like it sounds like a woman's voice and it doesn't sound like malicious no i don't think so at all and and sort of like what was the word that not melancholy but like he, marcel used some kind of word that was like like sh- morose i think morose is the word because i told him to use that word and i was like good vocab word well, it was mine. <laughs> Just so you know. I have an MFA. Yeah, you're so smart. <laughs> so, like, I text my roommate, Peggy, who's lived in this home for a while. And I was like, hey, so, like, we picked up a voice on recording. Have you ever felt anything in the house? And she, this woman, <laughs> says to me, she's like, I've always felt like there was a presence in the house. I think it's a woman feels really, like, lonely guilty and sorrowful and she feels like she's gonna die if she's here any longer and she wants to leave and i'll feel her at strange hours of the night and it'll manifest as like these strange smells and like fragrances Hmm. at like four in the morning and i was like you fucking let me move in here (laughs) (laughs) without telling me when there's when there's a fucking like spirit are you kidding I kind of love it. I mean, as long as she's not harming anything, you know. But I also want to free her. Like I in too, Casper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How you find, what is it, like your higher purpose or. You like have to like your, unsu- your unsettled business. Unsettled business, yes. So like I actually looked up. Unsettled business. On, on how to like help release ghosts from places that they are trapped. Yeah. And I didn't want to do it until. Now. Now. I mean, I'm going to wait a little bit because I'm hoping that maybe she'll like manifest in the microphones again yeah talk to us again yeah like we're here and it's not your fault and you're not to blame but yeah it's like there's sort of like these levels that you go through and like the first one is just like asking them to leave okay and like different ways that you can like help them move on because a lot of times they don't even realize that they are here Mm. like they don't realize that reliving this thing or like that they aren't alive and like just to preface like I've basically never believed in anything my entire life and that like really frustrated me yeah that this happened because I like believe in like the metaphysical in the sense that like I believe in psychological benefits and like the way that you can actualize change in ritual and I'm like really interested in woo woo stuff but I've never been like a super like religious spiritual person Mm -hmm. and I was just fucking pissed (laughs) proved wrong I know stamped on you and then I was just like god damn it all those times that I, like, shut down people. Damn, you're a dick. I am a dick. Fuck I'm actually just a fucking bitch. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. I don't think that she's malevolent, so I don't think I have to go and get an exorcist. 
Okay, good. I also, I'm very intrigued if she can just use our podcast to communicate. Yeah. I don't even know if I want her to leave. Like, I just want to keep recording and see if she says anything else. She's and then maybe we can help her with her path to leaving the house. Yeah. She's like our third host. Yeah. Our guest Aww. host. She can get another microphone. We have to find out what her name is, too. And I was, like, trying to figure out, like, some history about this house. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was, like, an old tenant building. And so, like, I live in this brownstone that has, like, several bedrooms and a downstairs unit. And so that people used to, like, rent out, families used to rent out the rooms. So, like, my bedroom, which is not a very large bedroom, would house, like, a family. Yeah. That's crazy. Which is crazy. This is, like, a normal size room. I have, like, a queen bed in here, and it feels tight sometimes. But, like. Yeah. She has, like, a desk, but nowhere to put the chair. No. (laughs) I sit on my bed. So, yeah. And that, I don't know. There's just been, like, a lot of weird, like, spiritual things that have happened to me in the past month. Like, the Day of the Dead thing. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about that? No, not on the podcast. You have to tell our listeners about this. Oh, my God, guys. Okay. I'm feeling a little airy. I'm so sorry. I sound terrible because I'm sick. But, like, on the Day of the Dead, I have this friend, this this close friend of mine. Her name is Linda, and she's absolutely, like, a fucking spiritual medium. It's terrifying. She, like, comes over to my house, and she's, like, my friend Peggy's friend originally. She's like, hey, I've come to do a ceremony for Venus, which is Peggy's dog who passed away right before I moved here. And I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds fun. She's like, do you want to join me? And I was like, I love bonding and I love dogs. (laughs) So I'm going to do this. And so like Peggy's not home. Yeah. So like we go into the backyard and I guess there's like this mound that's in the backyard, which is where Venus is buried. And Linda like takes out this sage and she like starts saging the place and I live with two cats Hermes and Saturn and they like come down the steps to like join us basically unbeckoned and they like keep a good distance like they're not like right next to us but they like are watching us sitting down there in the backyard and then Linda lights an incense she starts like praying and like chanting and stuff like that and like other cats start to show up like just from the neighborhood from the neighborhood what <laughs> what and it was literally like are we summoning something <laughs> <laughs> we're summoning the dog back <laughs> venus returneth like plot twist yeah i know one part of me was like oh they're like coming to pay their respects or the other one is like these cats are showing up to make sure that this dog is not fucking resurrected <laughs> They're going like, to shut using, that shit down. Like, using their own cat, like, psychic powers to, like, push it, push her back into the earth. Oh, my God. It was, like... It About was how so, many cats, do you like know? Like, a solid, like, five cats. That's crazy. One came back into the yard, but they were, like, around, like, on the fences. And I was like, this is... That's cool. So, I was like, I don't know what is happening. It's just, like, weird stuff's been happening in this house. Yeah. And I feel like it was... Wasn't it Linda who told you that there was a plane crash in this neighborhood yeah like back early 1900s and it killed like quite a few yeah, people everyone on that plane died so like on, i think it was haunted on 7th avenue and she's like yeah it's like we are literally like watched this like neighborhood has so much history and so much like we are a hundred percent watched that's crazy and it's that's also kind of cool you know yeah it is and it's like one of the safest neighborhoods except for that time i was stalked by that vanna's suv but like one of the safest neighborhoods and part of that i think is it was a wealthy the neighborhood, presence. but I think it's also the, the presence. Yeah. Well, I hope this lady isn't one of the plane crash people. I know. What if she's bad. the one that took down the plane? Who took it down? Yes. Women weren't allowed to, like, stand up <laughs> back then. 
I doubt she could like lead a coup to shut a plane down and have it crash. So yeah, it's fucking haunted, guys. It's haunted here. We yes. don't know what else to do. <laughs> we're just trying to get by day to day. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about crystals. Ooh, it's the crystals episode. It's the crystals episode. Getting into the down and dirty, into the deep, into the into dark, the mines, into the mines to mine your crystals. Yes, data mine those crystals. I love it. Get those bit crystals. So where does healing with crystals come from, Tara? <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. So right, I was really curious because I feel like a little bit of like this neo-pagan like new age stuff is actually fairly recent. It's like from 50s, 60s and 70s, like this area of like new age, like crystal magic and candles and stuff. But I feel like like the worship and use of crystals for healing is actually really old. So when I looked it up, turns out your bitch was right. What's up? Basically, who came first? The Egyptians or the Romans? I think the ancient Egyptians. I think the Egyptians. What is time, really, though? And maybe even further, this is just like some of the information I was able to find in five minutes of research. Mm -hmm. So the ancient Egyptians were big into crystals. They buried their loved ones with quartz to help guide them safely into the afterlife. And nobility would often decorate themselves from like head to toe with lapis lazuli and rubies and other gemstones to promote enlightenment. It was like these crystals that were able to elevate your spiritual powers and also foster sex appeal. A lot of rocks help with sex. A lot of rocks, I was reading through this notebook and it says it just cures everything. (laughs) And thus we're not telling you what all it cures because everyone should still go see doctors. Please go to the doctor. One was like, this cures cancer of the lungs. And I was like, we're not telling people this. (laughs) I'm keeping this information to myself. Yeah, and so like topaz and peridot were used to combat night terrors and purge evil spirits. Egyptians used a lot of crystals cosmetically for like eyeshadow and stuff like that. That's cool. Chinese medicinal practices often incorporated the use of healing stones. And one of the stones we're going to talk about today, jade, was used as good luck, which I feel like I learned from TV. From which TV? A TV. Just a a television that was on one time in your life? Like, I don't know. Mulan, maybe? I don't know. Mulan didn't have jade in it. I think she had like a, it was like she had like a jade comb in her hair for good luck. No, that was a cricket. I feel like there was jade. Let's see what else. In ancient Greece, crushed hematite was rubbed all over soldiers' bodies before they went into battle because they believe it made them invisible. Which Wait, uh, invisible or invincible? Because you wrote invincible. Oh, in my head it was invisible and this whole time I was going to make a joke. I was just going to like fucking crush these ancient Greeks. (laughs) It's because I fucking copy-pasted. It's like they're all just wearing camo in the desert. It's like, nah, I see you. I see you. I fucking see you. Covered in sparkly rocks, bro. I, I fucking fucking see you across the mountains. I like invisible more than invincible anyway. Anyway. I, like invisible would help more. But the idea is that like our common English word crystal actually comes from the Greek word for ice as it was believed that clear quartz was water that had frozen so deeply that it would always remain solid. Ooh. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's pretty powerful. So then that got me thinking like what is a crystal? I just want to, I don't think any of this else is like really interesting except for this cute quote from this book that we were reading, which was, uh, crystals are the earth's DNA, a chemical imprint for evolution. They are miniature storehouses containing the records of the development of the earth over millions of years and bearing the indelible memory of the powerful forces that shaped it. Oh, It's from Judy Hall. I do like that quote. So, Ma, we bought these crystals. Let me jingle them for you. <laughs> she goes, she's leaving her microphone to find, oh my God, that's the cutest thing. I know, I, bought, I found this on the street. What? You find the coolest stuff on the street. I know. 
I need to walk the same streets you walk. Okay, guys, these are my rocks. They sound beautiful. Is this ASMR? I think so, actually. <laughs> Watch out, or we're going to get a whole different audience. Oh, no. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven rocks. I had eight, but I lost one. Oh. I lost my amethyst. Oh. I only had it for like a week. Well, it was a great week. So the first thing that we learned when we got these rocks is that got to like clean these fucking rocks. You got to clean these rocks. <laughs> also, how dirty. do you choose? Before you're even cleaning, how do you choose a crystal? How do you choose your crystals? It was whichever one I like the most. <laughs> that was it. I was like, which one feels good to me? And I was like, this one. The one chooses the wizard, Harry. The crystal. I mean, you choose the crystal because normally you, you have to like it. buy it. or Yeah. Or it's gifted to you. Yeah. I feel like there's probably power in being gifted a crystal. I think I picked the biggest one. I Are think you overcompensating for something? I have a very small sense of self-esteem. No. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Calm down. No, I think it was like, okay, these are all like a dollar a piece, but there's some that are bigger than others. And so the bigger the crystal, right, the more of my negative energy it can harbor to curse others. That makes sense. That's what I believed. And a lot of my rocks are big, right? Yeah, they are. They're very beautiful. Thank you. I'm going to hold them the rest of the episode. Okay. Just be careful not to make too much noise with them or Marcel's going to kill us. <laughs> okay, I'll put them back. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to handle myself. So yeah, just choose whatever crystal feels best to you in the moment. And if you feel like you made the wrong decision, you can always get another one. Yeah, you can. I also liked it sometimes, like, I have a, um, a rose quartz, and it's, like, shaped like a little heart. That's pretty And cute. I was like, this is kawaii as fuck. Yeah. That's adorable. I'm a little anime. I'm a little anime. So we gotta, like, clean these crystals. Yeah, because these yeah. rocks are dirty. They are pretty dirty, and you don't know who else's hands have been touching them yeah, and right. whatnot. Yeah. And I remember when we cleansed our crystals, it was a whole big thing of, if they're yours, you touch them, mm -hmm. and you do not touch other people's crystals. Mm -hmm. Just to preserve your own energy in the crystal. Exactly. So what we did is, um, what a lot of people recommend is having a crystal day, um, where you sort of dedicate the day to cleansing, charging, and meditating with your crystals, which this helps you spiritually connect with your crystals so that they, the work that you do together becomes more powerful. You have to kind of create a relationship with these objects that you're going to be manifesting power with one of the questions like we get a lot actually is how often do i have to charge these fucking crystals is this like an every two day situation just do i do it when i feel like it is it like a dildo is it like after every use after you should wash it? it please yeah no it's like i'm gonna sync it up with my cycle yeah my understanding is it's good practice to do it with the cycle of the moon okay so that when you have a full moon like you cleanse and charge your crystals but if you are doing like a lot of work with them and you feel that they are absorbing a lot of energy because basically crystals are absorbers and absorbent transmitters mm -hmm. and that like that like their job is to like pick up like take away negative energy and then like cycle that negative energy into like positive energy into mm. your body and your spiritual practice um so like if you're doing a lot of work or like you're experiencing a lot of negative energy in your life like you might want to every two weeks maybe yeah, yeah it really depends depends on the use yeah or like i've heard like if you drop it and it i drop everything 
Yeah, Ma, that's why you got all the negative energy just in your life. Just gonna keep cleansing. <laughs> Get those germs off of it. Yes, just please take a shower. Oh, it's like showering your little crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get a little salt bath. Yeah. That's and that what was we the did. Thing. Yeah. yeah, we did a salt bath. It was sea salt, and we left it overnight, and I feel like I tried to position it so it landed in the moonlight, which felt really romantic. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, the other ways, yeah, cleansing during full moons, eclipses, and other celestial activities can lead your crystals to be more powerful. And I did read that if you have a certain type of crystal, like quartz crystals specifically from a place like the Himalayan mountains or some other mountain region, you may not want to cleanse charge them as often so that they can keep their original form and energy. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's an interesting little tangent read because you just don't want them to lose like their innate qualities. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah, that would make sense too. Those places are going to harbor like specific energies rather than just like the rocks I'm getting at enchantments. Yeah. <laughs> so you've cleansed your crystals. You've washed them, you've bathed them. You spoke to them. You spoke to them, Sweet and now you thing. have to charge them, mm-hmm. which um, I've heard about charging them in, like, the sunlight and the moonlight, but mm-hmm. another thing that I was researching was how to charge them with your own energies, which you can, like, meditate with them. When we went to Salem, I found this little thing, which is about charging your stones, and I'm just going to read it to you word for word. Good. Is, I uh, forgot you got that paper. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's actually really informative and interesting. Okay, so to charge your stones, you want to place them in your right hand. Hold your left hand out to receive the energy from the universe and allow it to flow through your body into your right hand. Visualize what you would like the stones to bring to your life until you feel your heartbeat in your hand and a warm sensation. Once the charging is complete, you're going to carry those stones in your left hand pocket. Or in a satchel on your left-hand side. Okay. So it's like you're using your body as like a conduit, your left hand, to accept the energy from the universe, allowing it to flow through your body, through your heart, into your right arm, and into your right hand. And then as you feel your heartbeat center into your right hand, that's when you know that the stones are charged. And that's how you sort of like use yourself, like infuse your own energies into your stone. Oh, so that's what that. I've been doing. And I'm over here just not bathing my crystals. Like, they're dirty. I smell them. I smell, I smell them from here. It's like they're all the way in Midwood. <laughs> Oops. My bad. Okay, so now we have to talk about what kind of crystals do you want? What kind of crystals do you want? Here are the types of crystals Alicia has chosen for you. In alphabetical order. Because so good. that's how organized I am. <laughs> they're color coordinated. Color coordinated. No, they're not color coordinated. But amber was the first one I chose. And actually, amber is not a crystal. It is actually tree resin, which is a substance from plants, which is solidified and then becomes fossilized. So if anyone remembers that really weird episode from House where they talk about amber, they also called her cutthroat bitch. That was like an actual doctor in residency there. And then uh, something happened. You know, I don't want to give you guys any spoilers for a show that's like 10 years old. But you know. I mean, I'm going to watch it eventually. Stop harassing me. You should. It's so good until you, like, know the formula and you're like, okay, I know what to expect. But then you're so invested because Hugh Laurie as Dr. House is, like, really hot. Yeah. So, besides that, Amber has strong connections with the earth and is a grounding stone for higher energies. And it releases negative energies, which can be used for psychic protection. It's a powerful chakra cleanser and healer. It can stimulate the navel chakra and help in the grounding energies into the body. 
and you should wear it for prolonged periods on the wrist or on the throat. So this is something that I didn't know is that like where you like I objectively understood that like where you carry these stones like they somehow like translate to their usefulness. Yeah. But the idea of like even something as specific as like oh you need to wear this like around your wrist. You need to like lay this on your left eye underneath like the new moon. Like you need to eat this eat on it. a no. quarter moon. <laughs> Swallow it whole. No, don't do it. Listen. Defecate it. Listeners, no. Alicia's gone rogue. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone rogue the whole time. I'm a powerful evil witch now. <laughs> I've gone to the bad side. No, the ghost is within her. Oh, no. And I don't know why or how it's chosen where you should wear the crystal. But it is interesting to me that it is distinctly said, like, where to put them. Yeah. Well, it seems like there are, like, these points around our body that are aligned with specific things, like... Even when people do, like... Acupuncture? Acupuncture. Mm-hmm. When people do, like... I've done, like, psychic foot massages. I want you to know when she was like, what's this? She was just, like, poking at herself. <laughs> and just... I had to guess what was happening. <laughs> and, like, I've done, like, like psychic foot massages. What does that mean? It's, like, some kind of... Like, she... She like, just stared at your foot? No, she was, like, feeling my foot and, like, telling me about my future and stuff like that. DC is a crazy place. My sister lives there. That's pretty cool, though. It was, yeah. She told me, like, a bunch of stuff, but, like, all these different parts of your body, like, certain parts of your palm are supposed to connect it to your heart. It makes sense to me that there's this map of our spiritual body and our body around our body. Does that make sense? Yeah. But anyway, I want to know more about that. We'll figure it out. It'll be Crystal's Part 2 episode. Crystal's Part 2. Next year. 2019, baby. It's coming <laughs> for you. Up next is Amethyst, which I think the best part of it is it's the color purple. But there are other great things about it <laughs> besides it being my favorite color. How We've already peaked. How can you we've get already peaked. Like I'm sold already. It is extremely powerful and protective with a high spiritual vibration. And Amethyst guards against psychic attack, transmuting the energy into love instead. Aww. So all this negative energy, Amethyst is turning it into love. Turn that frown upside down. Basically. Isn't that awesome? It dispels anger, rage, fear, and anxiety. It connects the physical, mental, and emotional bodies, linking them to the spiritual. So you're just aligning, baby. Mm. Just aligning it all up. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell me. I feel like this fucking stone is like the mom of stones. Oh, like it's I never like thought of it like that. It's like it reminds me of my mom. I, I wrote like this is the Tammy of stones because she just like can take any like sour, nasty, toxic sludge that exists within me and like turn it into like a beautiful garden of love and like acceptance. It reminds me of your mom too. Oh. <laughs> oh. This is the mom stone. This is the mom stone. Where do you wear it? So you wear amethyst as appropriate, but you need to place the point of the stone in towards you to draw in energy, or you can point it away to draw off energy, depending what kind of energy you're getting. Yeah, right. If you want love, point it in. If you're trying to transmute this hate into love, probably point it out to dispel this energy. Sounds good. And now we're hitting the bees. Ooh, the bees. B is for bloodstone. <gasps> I know. It I was so super scared. scary. I was like, this is this can't be real. Yeah. This is the blood bending stone. <laughs> this is when you know we're getting into the dark shit. It is not though. But I mean, it kind of is. It says blood cleanser and powerful healer. I want to know more about what blood cleansing is about. Do you wear this when you just you're gonna go on a bender? You're like, I'm gonna have three whiskey gingers tonight. Gotta get my bloodstone. Is that a bender for you? 
three whiskey I'm very gingers. small. She is very small. <laughs> I'm a very small woman. <laughs> Everyone else is like, you mean nine shots? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, three whiskey gingers. I'm so afraid of vomiting. I cry. Yeah. yeah, it's not fun. But bloodstone is believed to have mystical and magical properties including controlling the weather, which I put a lot of question marks because I would just need to find out more about this. Yes. And the ability to banish evil and negative energy. Bloodstone benefits blood-rich organs, regulates blood flow, and aids in blood circulation. I'm telling you, it's like the liver. Yeah. Also, if you're going to eat a lot of cheeseburgers. But if you feel like you're not getting blood flow to some areas, like, still go see a doctor. This erections. is what I was talking about. Like, this is for erections. Oh. This is the dick stone. This is the dick stone. Yeah. <laughs> this is the dick stone. But also, please go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Like, God, don't rely on these rocks. No. I mean, maybe try. Don't. Maybe with, in conjunction with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more positive energy, the better. And medication, the better. It cleanses lower chakras and realigns their energies. Dick stone. It does sound like dick. Yeah. <laughs> It's all coming together over here at Witch Yes. <laughs> it says wear continually for good health. Mm, dicks. Mm. Dicks. Place in a bowl of water beside the bed to ensure peaceful sleep. Dicks. Dicks. Next is Citrine, which sounds like it might be a millennial baby name now. <laughs> it's some celebrity has named their child this. Citrine. 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 It's Citrine. Excuse me, it's Citrine. It's Citrina. Citrina. The teenage switch. It has an Inya. <laughs> Citrina. <laughs> Citrine is warm, energizing, and highly creative. It's a happy, generous stone and encourages sharing what you have and yet helps you attain more wealth. So this sounds like the stone I need. Yeah, we need this. I need the rich stones. <laughs> Get the money stones. It says can smooth group or family discord. Baby, you need this. I know. My whole family needs this. Maybe I should just show up at the next family function with a bunch of citrine. <laughs> just fucking chuck it at them. Just like, give it all. Like Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking give it to them. <laughs> it raises self-esteem and self-confidence and removes destructive tendencies. That's good. So it's like when you're on your bender, but like, you know, you're actually not on your bender. You're not self-destructive at all. No, yeah. You're, you're watching not. your friend go on the bender, and then you take them home and make sure they get into bed and have a bucket to throw up in. Mm -hmm. That's Citrine, the good friend. The good friend. It says, wear on fingers or throat in contact with the skin. So instead of like having it over your shirt or something, if you're wearing it as a necklace, like make sure it has skin contact. Mm -hmm. All right, on to emerald. Okay, emerald is green, if you didn't know. <laughs> just so you know just stating the obvious it is a stone of successful love bringing domestic bliss and loyalty in your home life you got that cheating husband don't see a therapist buy an emerald <laughs> buy better yet make him buy you the emerald because you fucking deserve yeah, it you deserve it yeah and ensures physical emotional and mental equilibrium eliminates negativity and brings in positive actions and it helps in the ability to understand the motives of others Ooh. Ooh, right? Yeah, that's I'm in your mind. Ooh. I'm reading your diary Ooh. with my emeralds. Ooh. Your I'm diary or your Tumblr? <laughs> what are we actually reading? <laughs> it gives the strength of character to overcome the misfortunes of life. So you get fucking personality from the stone is basically what it says. <laughs> it's like, don't be a wet blanket. Here's a personality. Wear an emerald. It's great. I feel like 
you're gonna save your marriage by just bettering yourself but the stone's gonna help you the stone will help you better yourself yeah gotta save your marriage well get a fucking personality <laughs> i'm so kidding it's not your fault it is it's not your y'all. fault you should probably just leave him yeah honestly. relationships are hard work but if yeah. you're not putting in like a hundred percent if he's not willing to buy you an emerald you should just leave to begin with and if he's not eating you out also leave yeah number one emerald second Emerald second. Where on the little finger, ring finger, over the heart, or on the right arm. Although used sparingly because it can trigger negative emotions if you overuse it. I don't understand this. It's like it is such a positive stone, I feel like. Is it that it is so potent that, like, it absorbs a lot? I think it's like, let's talk about drugs. (laughs) I think emerald is similar to molly. MDMA. So, like, you can have it. It's a lot of fun. Like, it's great. You have a good time. You're feeling good. But apparently, if you do it too often, you just stop feeling the effects of it. Mm-hmm. And so, instead of you being like, hey, everything's great. I'm on Molly. Like, I love all these fucking colors. You're just like, wow, I'm just feeling all the negativity of the next day because the serotonin and dopamine have fucking dropped and I'm just sad. Yeah. So, just use it sparingly. Garnet is an energizing and regenerating stone. It revitalizes, purifies, and balances energy, bringing serenity or passion as appropriate. This kind of sounds like the spa of stones from that statement. Yeah. I love that. Inspires love and devotion and balances the sex drive and alleviates emotional disharmony. So this is something that I've looked up a lot on these stones is that there's a lot of fucking sexy ass stones and garnet is one of them it's like garnet and red jasper are these sexy ass motherfucking stones and that like whenever I go on first dates like they ask the other stones out <laughs> like they have confidence how you doing how you doing I uh, know it's like that it encourages passion sexual appetite and I'm not even fucking kidding you I've been taking these out on first dates since I moved to New York and like I've been having very good dates when they pay when they pay <laughs> i'm not calling out anybody in particular just like most men if you pay it's normally a good day <laughs> but no Heads it's up. like like it, i don't know there's something about like i use a lot of like witchcraft for putting intention into things mm-hmm. and there's something really nice about being like i mean i have like a pretty rigorous like pre-date ritual where i like burn candles and dance to cupcake there's something really nice about being like this rock is like gonna like elevate my sexuality and like make me project remind me to project this energy of like desirability and aloofness and stuff like that all the scorpio all my scorpio treats i love it and where to wear it earlobes finger or over the heart so like you know earrings earlobes earrings earrings. on your rings on your rings necklaces this is just yeah it's just like bedazzle yourself basically yes yes jasper is our next stone And Jasper absorbs negative energy and cleanses and aligns the chakras and the aura. Balances yin and yang and aligns the physical, emotional, and mental bodies. It imparts determination to all pursuits and brings courage to assert yourself. And it encourages honesty within yourself. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah. So it brings you determination. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. You're going to apply to that job. Mm -hmm. Then you're at the interview interview it brings you courage to assert yourself you're like actually i want more money than that boom and then it encourages honesty within yourself i'm not gonna get that i'm not gonna get this job (laughs) i should have sucked his dick that's jasper (laughs) 
it also may prolong sexual pleasure. Yeah. This is the other thing, too, is that, like, one of my nightmares is that one day I'm going to be, like, hooking up with someone. I'm going to take off my pants and all the fucking rocks I take with me to build up my personality are just going to fall out of my pants as I'm taking them off. And then I'm going to have all these rocks. I'm going to have to explain that these are my sex rocks. And actually, I have no personality at all. I just have a lot of rocks. <laughs> I also like the idea of like, you're like dancing with a guy and getting a little frisky and then he like love taps you on the butt and it's just stone. <laughs> Just like, ooh, that's ooh, a lump. very lumpy, hard butt. Yikes! I just have a, I have a, I have a disorder. I have a disorder, and I think you can just carry it around wherever. And that is Jasper Moonstone, baby. It's like what the Clefairies use to become Clefables. It is called the Stone of New Beginnings. It is strongly connected to the the moon. Whoa. Duh! Shocker! <laughs> Fucking shocker! And to intuition. The stone is reflective and reminds us that as the moon waxes and wanes, so does everything in a part of the cycle of change. Most powerful effect is that it calms down your emotions and is used to enhance psychic abilities and to develop clairvoyance. Ooh. Ooh. The moonstone can provide deep emotional healing and opens the mind to sudden and irrational impulses serendipity and synchronicity do be aware of inducing illusions and response to wishful thinking shit yeah wear the moonstone as a ring or place on the appropriate body part forehead for spiritual experiences and solar plexus or heart for emotions we are almost done we are almost done this is a lot of stones but it's a lot of information and you gotta know all of it obsidian is the next stone and it is actually molten lava that cooled so quickly that it had no time to crystallize Whoops. Whoops. It is a stone without boundaries or limitations, like fucking lava. <laughs> Sometimes it can bring up negative emotions or unpleasant truths to the surface. But with skilled guidance, you can use its cathartic qualities to provide deep healing of the soul. Placing obsidian by the bed or under the pillow can calm any mental stress and tension that you have during a night's sleep. I need this. Mm -hmm. It stimulates growth on all levels, encouraging exploration of the unknown and opening new horizons. So I don't know if this is super relevant, but mm -hmm. like, I, I wonder if it depends where that obsidian is created. So like, I used to live on Oahu. There's like this belief that if you find lava rock on the islands, like if you take it off the islands it's actually super bad luck that makes sense don't take things in our ears you guys well for one yeah stop taking land that's not yours but yeah. like if the obsidian is created on the hawaiian islands can you not take that obsidian because it is was originally lava rock from the islands yeah maybe not and like how do maybe you know that like and i don't know if you like, gotta listen to our podcast so you fucking know not to take <laughs> things that aren't yours it's like i don't i don't know if like if that, I mean, I don't think that relates to other volcanic rock because yeah. there's lots of volcanoes all around the world. Newsflash, volcanoes are other places. But like, yeah, I wonder, can you trace where that, those rocks come from? Ooh, I don't know. And if there's like specific volcanoes or areas that like their obsidian like obtains like different properties because there's like different volcanoes have different lore mm -hmm. surrounding them. I don't know. That's a good question. So if you buy obsidian and it's like fucking with your life, yeah. Maybe it's stolen. Yeah, maybe. Ooh. You guys got to message us. If you got obsidian that's acting up, 
tell us what you do because we don't know what you're supposed to do in that situation. Maybe just get rid of it politely. Yeah. Send it back to its home country. (laughs) Just put it in a box. Put Hawaii. Just Hawaii. Just (laughs) Hawaii. A lot of stamps. (laughs) And just poop. Maybe it'll go to town hall or something. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Okay. And then last but not least, but actually, honestly, the most important. The most important. This is the best for last. Yeah. This is like probably everyone needs this. Yeah. It is. It's the quartz. What? It's the most common crystal used in crystal healing. It is a healing and energy amplifier. It regulates energy and is excellent at unblocking energy. It works on a vibrational level attuned to the specific requirements of the person needing healing. Clear quartz works on all levels of being. It enhances psychic abilities and attunes you to your spiritual purpose. Yeah, so it seemed to me that the general rule of thumb has been that you can pretty much replace any stone in like whatever spell you're doing, whatever healing you're doing, with a clear quartz. But I actually don't know how that changes the potency of the magic that you're doing. And I feel like if you're using a specific crystal for a specific purpose, it's probably better, like, you can go out and find, like, fucking any of these other stones mm-hmm. that'll probably do better. But if you want to do our spell today with a clear quartz, I think it will still work. That's so. cool to know. And you can wear it fucking anywhere. Anywhere. Put it on your dog. Put it on your baby. Put it on your forehead, your fingers, your neck. Your t- Stick it in your neck. Your toe ring. Your toe ring. Quartz can go anywhere. Does anyone wear toe rings anymore? I think we discussed this. And the answer is no. I don't think so. People, Maybe in like Florida. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Alicia, do you hear that? What is it? Witches in the news. Witches in the news. The news. I love that <laughs> intro. <laughs> She's so good. Witches in the news. Up first, number of witches rise dramatically in the United States. Well, hello, Newsweek headline. So according to an article from Newsweek, witchcraft and other pagan practices increased in the United States over the past few decades, with millennials turning to astrology and tarot cards as they turn away from traditional religions. Guys, I fucking wonder why. This is podcast. Makes so much sense. There are 1.5 million practicing witches in the U.S., surpassing the 1.4 million members of the Presbyterian Church. Grandma and Grandpa Herder are going to be very upset by that. Pissed. Due to the rejection of Christianity in our current political and social climate, and that witchcraft has been repackaged, in quotes, for millennial consumption, it is no longer a demonic or satanic thing, but it's about free thought and understanding earth and nature, which a lot of people are digging more than just blaming and hating others for any reason. Yeah. It seemed to also be like like the repackaging of Satanism mm-hmm. as like more of a belief system of like free thought and like pleasure focus. Yeah. Then Christianity's aim towards pain and suffering and yeah. Jesus relieving us of all of our earthly sins. Yeah. And like guilt massive guilt a lot of guilt yeah isn't that just part of catholicism is just guilt you have confessional right yeah which i imagine to kind of be like celebrity confessionals on like reality television shows have you ever been to one no i'm not catholic i've never eaten the bread or drank the body the liquid the blood the blood i don't even know do you have to be like invited to a confession can you just go yeah can you just like should we just try like my name's marianne 
That's your Catholic That's name. a lie. <laughs> you are lying to the person relieving you of your sins. Here's the deal. I feel like that must happen all the time. Are they like your therapist if you say like you, you're going to like harm someone or harm yourself? Or are they supposed to call the cops? I don't actually know. I think I it's know. after you do it. <laughs> you're guilty. Yeah, like once you've done it, you go to them. And I don't think they're allowed to tell anyone, actually. Because I think that comes right. up in like crime dramas and stuff. Like, oh, I can't like reveal such and such thing. Aren't you supposed to go into the booth and not say your name? Isn't that the whole point? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We're Fuck, not Catholic, I need a Catholic. Let's get Dominica on the show. Let's yeah. not. Let's find a Catholic. I need to find a Catholic. It says, the article still says, however, the U.S. is still domi- dominated by Christianity, which is 70% of the country's religious population. But witchcraft is catching up, yo. We're here. We're coming. <laughs> We're, We're on here. the rise. We're queer. We're here. We're queer. We're witches. We're witches. Witches. And in other news... I've, there's a lot happening in India right now when it comes to witchcraft. Yeah, I've noticed. This is the bummer segment. There's an article that came out in Times of India that said two women branded as witches tied to tree, stripped and thrashed. And there's been a lot of other stories about this too recently. There's another one that said 50-year-old woman is beheaded in her sleep by a man who believes she is a witch. Jesus. So someone literally comes into her house, according to the article, and I believe her daughter or granddaughter was there. And he was basically like, shut the fuck up or this is going to happen to you. And he just beheads this 50-year-old woman. Oh, my God. So I just think it's good to keep in mind in our news stories of witches that witchcraft is not accepted everywhere and that we need to be conscientious of how the rest of the world looks at it. Especially since being in the United States, you can kind of, to an extent, and depending on where you are, you can kind of say or do anything. But that is definitely not true for other places. And the one about the... Two women who were stripped and thrashed. It was by their husbands who suspected that they were witches. The women were also branded using a burning stick. Jesus. Yeah. This happened because the son of one of the women died due to an illness around October 2nd. And when the other children of theirs tried to intervene, the husbands brandished a sword. Fucking shit. And this is more in like a rural tribe area. But they brandished a sword and told them to go away. The women were taken to the hospital and the men fled from the crime scene and have not yet been found. So hopefully those two women will make a, I don't even know if it'll be a speedy recovery, but hopefully they make a, like a recovery. That's like, like that's a lot of baggage to carry with yeah. you. And that's crazy because I'm sure their patriarchal society makes it that much harder to deal with it. But I mean, I guess better than being the woman who was fucking beheaded. <sighs> And so there is a Times of India article about witch hunting still rampant in tribal regions. And it said, tribal researcher and activist Kanjabai Patel said that while the women were blamed for illnesses and deaths of any unfortunate incident, the real reason at times were different. He said this is often done when there are disputes of property, family feuds within the village, or even to exploit women. The stories labeling the women as witches are often cooked up. Patel says this practice is not unique to tribes and that it commonly occurs across rural areas and even in some parts of cities. Women are the biggest sufferers of this practice. I mean, this is basically the same thing that happened in Salem. In Salem. And like during the European witch craze, there were some that 
people honestly believed that they were witches and because people didn't know how to control their lives in any other way, but that because this system was set up, that there was precedence for this, that you could use that accusation as a way to gain power and to get what you wanted. And because some of the most marginalized groups, women, especially those in like poor areas, mm -hmm. like like there's nothing they could do to protect themselves. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's fucking heartbreaking. That's really sad. This shit is still happening. Yeah. I thought maybe it was like one of those random flukes. The first article I read mm -hmm. that I, I had mentioned, and then it was like, oh no, this is consistently happening. Yeah. Which is just really sad that, regardless like of your belief at all, that anyone would have to be worried for their own safety. It's not even about belief though at this point. Like these women are not witches, you no. know? These women are being accused as witches to be torn down. Mm -hmm. And it's just really sad. <sighs> <sighs> Sigh. So, Americans listening, which is most of y'all, check your privilege. Yeah, honestly. And also just remember, especially since millennials travel a lot more, like, just make sure you're abiding within the culture's rules and regulations. Yeah, can you imagine you're, like, going to go on a, like, a fucking eat, pray, love <laughs> trip to India with yeah. your crystals? And yeah. then, like, be like, I am a witch. Yeah. Just know what you're getting into yeah. if you want to go balls to the wall like that. And our last news article for the day, The Satanic Temple Settles Lawsuit with Netflix. Finally. Finally. It was actually pretty fast. <laughs> to be fair, we just haven't recorded in a second. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. So Lucian Greaves, the co-founder of The Satanic Temple, said that the lawsuit was amicably settled. The temple will now be acknowledged in the credit for episodes of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina that have already been filmed. So I'm curious. I don't know if they're going back and just adding it into the credits and then redistributing it. Maybe. I'm sure it's probably a lot easier with having Netflix money to do that. Yeah. And it said, though, the rest of the settlement is confidential. What does that mean? So how much money they got or whatever it was, like is completely under wraps. So Warner Brothers acknowledged the settlement without elaborating, and Netflix just did not respond to any comments. Netflix was like, <laughs> that's what Netflix is doing. Did the Satanic sure. Temple get Sabrina's soul? Maybe Lucy and Greaves gets like a walk-on role. <laughs> He's like Stan Lee. Yeah, he just hangs out now in the background. He's a background He's extra. in every episode, and it's like, where's Waldo? Yeah, he's a new main character. <laughs> He's, he's the new Harvey. He's the new Harvey. It might be better. They're just going to switch Harvey out with this guy. Hang on. I'm going to look up his picture. I don't know. And Greaves thanked people in a blog post who had supported the lawsuit, but he also complained about the large number of people who flooded us with hate mail and armchair legal analysis. Apparently, someone emailed him and told him not to ruin a show that just tries to bring joy into the world. <laughs> And I mean, keep in mind, the Satanic Temple is the one that goes out of their way to start controversies about true, true. Satanism. So that is, I think it is very amusing, the backlash that they have received from this. This is my home energy transformation spell. So we clean our homes of physical debris and clutter, right? And it's, I think it's important that we take note of energetic and psychic clutter that inhabits our homes. Maybe you've broken up with your girlfriend of four years in that living room, Maybe you've had a vicious fight with your roommate in the kitchen. Even the trauma and energies that we collect from the outside world follow us home and seep into our bedspreads and our dishware. So this spell is a spell to clean up and replace any little pockets of negative energy in your home with a sense of warmth, groundedness, and peace. So as you know, 
your girl, you got to sage that room. Sage you're going to sage it up. You're going to sage the house. You're going to sort of waft that smoke wherever you feel the heaviness of negative energy. What you need. One medium to large rose quartz crystal per room. That's a lot. I know. That's why I'm thinking like maybe you can replace some of them with quartz crystals. Okay. And you don't have to do your entire house. Like I'm not going to go into like my roommate's room and clean her room up. Like it's like. Yeah, that's not your job. That's not my job. And she's like a pretty like cleanse person anyway. So one medium to large rose quartz crystal per room or area and then one white candle. So you're going to place and light the white candle in the center of your home, wherever you feel like the physical center of your home is. You only need one. And you're going to take a few moments to really quiet your mind. We sort of talked about centering and mindfulness earlier on. And just like take a few deep breaths from the pit of your stomach and you're going to still your body. Now you're going to travel from room to room. Leave that candle lit and make sure there's nothing around it. We want to stay safe. You're going to travel from room to room. Find a comfortable place to sit, whether that's on the couch or on the floor. It doesn't matter. You're going to hold the rose quartz between your palms and concentrate on the positivity and light that the quartz represents. Now place it on the floor in front of you. I want you to close your eyes and visualize radiant pink light escaping the crystal and spreading throughout the entire room. Feel the negative energy of that breakup, of that bad news being replaced with the loving vibrations of your rose quartz. When you feel the energy of the room being transformed, repeat the following phrase. Love and light are ever present in this place. All is well. Love and light are ever present in this place. All is well. Now place the rose quartz in a safe space in that room so that it can continue to balance the energy. Repeat this ritual in every room that you feel contains undesirable energy. Or like however many rooms you have crystals for. However many rooms you can afford crystals for. I know. How much are you making? How many rooms do you have? If you got a studio, though, it's like you in luck. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is it's it. like one and then maybe the bathroom. And then, yeah. Maybe. Maybe that counts as one. So I just want to give a shout out to Lisa Chamberlain and her book, Wiccan Books of Crystal Spells. Thank you, Lisa. I just want to give a shout out also to Judy Hall for the Crystal Bible, which everyone I've ever known that has ever owned a crystal has this book. But that's which, yes. You can find us on Instagram at which, yes. At which, yes. And you can contact us via email at which, yes, podcast at gmail.com. And we would like to thank... Marcel Perez, our producer and our editor. Mallory Porter, our creative director. Kevin McLeod for allowing us to use this music each week. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Mallory. Thank you, Marcel. And I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Sarah Keck. And thank you for listening to Witch Yes! Wow. Wow. Wow.